Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm once again standing up front and talking into a microphone, introducing the show, and my good friends, Jonra and Sue. Say hey, guys. Once hey. again, I'm asking you to listen to this show. <laughs> You're asking me to listen to the show? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a Bernie picture. Picture of Bernie. God, like the I, Bernie meme in front of in front of your face. That that's <laughs> Ah, okay. <laughs> once <laughs> once again I'm I'm asking you to listen to civil politics. <laughs> okay. That, that I I I get that. I was just oh my god. You know, it's it's enough that I have to like actually talk on this show. The idea of actually listening to it. Oh, the the ignominy, the horror. Trust the me, horror. It's, it's uh <laughs> I have to listen to it when I'm editing. It's not. <laughs> it's shocking that people No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh God, we're going into our tenth year. <laughs> no, uh, ninth or tenth? Uh, Think ninth. This year's ninth. Fifteen, right? Uh, fourteen. Christ on a cracker. You're right. Yep. Either. <laughs> wow. Huh. And I was. Back when we started this, I was a fresh-faced lad in his early 40s. <sighs> now anyway, look at you. Now look at me. <laughs> yeah, I started Press Start in 2013, and then we started, I know we started this one a year later. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So. You're right. I just yeah, had yeah. ninth ep- the ninth year of, the final year of the ninth year of Press Start was last year. So this year is the ninth anniversary of, in, in October, it's going to be our ninth anniversary. So excellent stuff. Love it. Love it all. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) Well, hopefully by now the shoe will have learned to tie its own. The show will have learned to tie its own shoes. But anyway, um, (laughs) yeah. If you uh, have any uh, sort of comments or suggestions on what we should be doing during uh, our run up to our ninth anniversary this year, uh, please do get in touch with us and let us know. Uh, You can Drop us a line at uh, uh, facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio or tweet at civilpoliticsfm or just email contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. And that's our own website, which has recordings of previous episodes of the show. So you can go back over the whole Michigas and, uh, you know, pick out some of our finest moments uh, for certain values of finest. Anyway, um, (laughs) so, Sue, uh, you're a Republican. You hate everything the Democrats do because we're all evil and stupid. Um, (laughs) Makes sense. Some of my best friends are Democrats. (laughs) Oh, wait, maybe I have one friend that's a Democrat. (laughs) Are you you saying, like, but I have Democratic friends, so so it's okay? Yes, yes, that's yep, exactly yep, it. Yep, but I had yep, Sue just. Uh, I, yep. But I have a black friend in us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Just she has a black friend in me. 
You're not registered. <laughs> I'm actually a member of the party. Uh, I was just going to say, like, how are you registered as a black person? Where did did I miss something? <laughs> no, no. What she's what saying office is, do that, I go to? <laughs> I have to fill out form seventeen A or something. What's going you, on? You do actually. Uh, I, I, yeah, man. I, it, it came up at the barbecue. I, I'm surprised you didn't. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And but, I, that's how I know you that you didn't format fill out form seventeen A. It's not the barbecue; it's the cookout. You fool! <laughs> you you played yourself. Oh my goodness! My ruse has been exposed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, but Sue is saying I'm a credit to my party. So, um, <laughs> so uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, credit and uh, uh, deficits and so forth. Uh, President <clears throat> Biden, uh, his White House has released a uh, proposed budget for the upcoming fiscal year, uh, which is, you know, spending something like close to seven trillion dollars. So, you know, uh, nice understated, uh, uh, you know, document. And uh, it's got a lot of stuff in there that actually I think is pretty good, you know, uh, measures to. Uh, uh, you know, feed hungry kids and help people afford their homes and, uh, uh, oh, geez, I, I don't know where I put Bring the piece of paper. Bring down drug prices. Yeah. Bring down drug prices. Tra- drug prices, uh, raise taxes on people that are making over $400,000 a year and on which is quite a lot of money. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. quite a lot of money. A minimum tax on billionaires, which is yep. pretty cool. And it is supposed to reduce the deficit by $3 trillion over the next decade, which is also a very good idea. It is. I like it. <clears throat> yeah. So, so th- there's some I other, there's some up? other, well, there's some other, you know, good, you know, lefty things that I like, you know, providing, you know, more health care and, oh, and uh, there's like a, <clears throat> I think it was $150 billion allocated to help uh, take care, uh, provide home care for, you know, elderly and disabled people who, you know, who need custodial care as opposed to therapeutic care. So people like my mom for the last 10 years of her life. Um, and most people can't afford the kind of home health care assistance that, you know, thanks to my dad being an investment banker, we could afford, but you know, that's, yeah, you know, most people don't have an extra quarter of a million dollars a year to just sort of, you know, spend. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So Sue, what do you think about it? So I was going to sum it up. First of all, I I should probably say that if that money is in there for home, Healthcare for elderly, I'll probably be using it in 10 years. So notwithstanding that, you know, <laughs> that might be good, good for me. Yeah. Um, I just I just have to characterize it. And you guys are going to kill me for this. But I heard one figure that in 10 years, like they said, three trillion, et cetera, off the deficit. But it, it I mean, the, the debt, uh, it means that the debt will be equal to the GNP of this country at the end of 10 years which is, you know, kind of horrifying. Yeah. So Explain further. That's, so, you know, our gross national product is really the output of everybody in the country for the whole year. And our debt's going to be equivalent to that. But if we do something like this and it stays in place for 10 years, that 
it will they'll actually be equal. So our debt will be equal to our whole year's income, which is a problem. So it's not it's our whole year's a, income, our whole year's economic activity by the entire United States. Yeah. And yeah. and you know that's a scary number. And you know I I got that number from Talking Heads today because the budget they uh-huh. just released it. So you know mm-hmm. some of these, but I think that's the uh, office of uh, OMB that puts out those. You know what it's going to save and what it's going to do and all that. So it's a CBO. We'll see. Yeah, Congressional Budget Office. Yeah. Yeah, I think CBO has uh, scored this. Uh, well, actually, uh, they're they. they there's there are two different offices. OMB is in the White House. Uh, which one has actually, uh, you know, Congressional is bipartisan, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, but which uh, which which has said like, oh, well, it we're going to wind up uh, uh, with the national debt equal to the entire output of the, of the country over a year. I didn't catch that, but CNN was talking about it. You know, they were just sort of summarizing it. Yeah. And I didn't catch which which group had put that out, but they put it out with the same number as the three trillion, hmm. you know, off the debt in ten years. <clears throat> well, that's three trillion they, off the deficit, which is a little different. That's the amount the debt goes up. So, in other words, if we don't do this uh, after ten years, the national debt will be three trillion dollars more than our g our annual GDP. Well, they they sort of stated it the other way that it'll accumulate ten ten years of all the things that happen, it'll be three trillion less than it would be otherwise. So, but right, and if sort of if say, after ten years three trillion dollars less than what it would be equals our GDP, that means it's if we don't a lot do of this, money. yeah, but it means if we don't do <laughs> this, it will be over our GDP in the whole. You see. Uh, it, it, it depends. I guess it depends on what other things happen instead. That's yeah, you're, you're probably always, right. I'm probably oversimplifying. <laughs> well, and I, I took that one number when I heard it, my, you know, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh shoot, <laughs> we don't need to owe the entire output of the entire country but in debt. Well, I mean, we're going to, I mean, the real issue is how well, how do, how are we servicing that debt? Yeah. Like what's it cost us to do that and and how do we how do we manage that? And that's 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 quite doable, you know. Like other well, countries there's other countries in the world that uh have, you know, total national debt loads equal to or greater than their GDP. But that's true, but they're not yeah. the most robust. <laughs> well, they also don't have the world's uh, central reserve currency. Uh, so, you know, <clears throat> and, you know, economically, politically, militarily, uh, the United States is still, um, you know, uh, an irreplaceable pivotal, you know, international force. Um, you know, have you looked at China recently? <laughs> I have looked at China recently. <laughs> have you looked at the European <laughs> union recently? <laughs> you know, the U S and the EU, are you know increasingly intertwined economic entities, and uh, you know I believe between the two of us, between the two, the United States and the European Economic Union, uh, that's the majority of the world's entire economy. Um, and 
The war in Ukraine has certainly made it very clear to all those nations in the EU just how much they still need the United States. <clears throat> so I think, um, you know, I'm not saying, eh, you know, we don't need to care about debts ever. We do. But I'm just saying, like, I think, you know, as things currently stand, um, there's no nation on Earth that can better handle that kind of a debt load than the United States. I think the real question is, what are we doing with it? What are we getting for it? You know, and like, again, like uh, four years ago when uh, <clears throat> your party was in charge uh, and you you passed a uh you know, uh, budget reform bill, a tax reform 25 percent of the debt was Trump. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I, I know. And what did we well, get for that? Then... We got a whole bunch of tax uh, benefits <laughs> for super rich people got to keep a whole lot of money. And that's that's and I, not worth it. And I thank and I thank them for that. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I think the <laughs> I think the main me. thing to think about here is that um no matter if the if the deficit is going to equal GDP or, or what's going to happen in, in like after ten years, uh, like we well, do need. We're to, talking about the debt, not the deficit. Yeah, I I know, but the my point yeah. is that we need to think about how we are spending our money. Yeah. In like right now, like how we are, how the money that the United States is using is getting from taxes and get is getting from everything. Like how we are spending our money and the uh the what what is in this budget a lot of it is very very good especially especially the fact that they are forecasting that it will keep social security solvent until 2050 right uh which, which is, is incredibly important we need to do that um and unfortunately with the with the deficit and with the budget and the debt ceiling coming up like the mm. uh mccarthy is kind of dragging his feet and saying like oh you know this is he called it an unserious um bill which honestly i don't disagree with because there's biden's no chance to virtue signal what you say a little bit biden's using it to virtue signal getting ready for the campaign right he's just put everything back in there I that was in there the first signal that's kind of pejorative I was um, trying to be a little pejorative. I'm sorry. Oh well, then okay. Well, there then then good job. Uh, but um, he's uh, well, this flashing is, back for what you're going to say about CPAC later. You know, I was just trying to. You I didn't know, even know we were going to talk about CPAC. Dang. I guess we are now. <laughs> Apparently, just like Sue, stop well, hitting the straw man. Damn. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that McCarthy is is saying like that. You know this. This is this is definitely not going to pass. It's like clearly it's not going to pass. However, this is a good way to signal to the people, which I guess virtue signaling, guess, um, to to say like this is our focus for the next year. This is what, and that's usually what a president's budget is. It's a it's a thesis statement for the for for their for however long, you know. Yes. Um, Let the battles begin. Yeah, exactly. And, so and, now, and also there is no reason not to lay out 
you know, the full sort of scope of like, this is what we want to accomplish. Right. Like beyond the whole, like, you know, you know, signaling to your base or what, you know, like whatever, however you want to call that. Like, there's no reason not to say, look, these are good things. We should do all of these things. And then, you know, cause like if you let, if one lays out what one wishes to accomplish, you know, you've got a better shot of actually being able to accomplish it. I mean, it's it's very, very minimal because, you know, the Republicans who control the House of Representatives just like, you know, have embraced contrarianism, among other things. And they they don't value, you know, general prosperity the way lefties like me do. But nevertheless, um, if you lay out this whole menu of things to accomplish there's a better chance of being able to at least pick a few things off here and there and just say, come on. Well, you know? I think the, <laughs> the last thing I was going to say is that this is, this is a shot across the bow just being like, like they put theirs out first. So mm-hmm. when the, when the Republicans who haven't released anything about what they really want, like actual, like affirmative Maybe things, we- you we know. won't. We may not. Because you know I was what? It's say, so much they? easier to. Well, they yeah. have to. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. have to like have a budget. You can just. Well, I mean, the they house. can say you can say like. Uh, we're just going to use the budget from last year. You can do. You can definitely do that. But um, there has to be a. They have to vote on a budget. You know. So, yeah, so that we'll just we'll just pick apart Biden's. Well, that's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like he can. October. That's what yeah, I'm saying. He can say, part. like, look, we we want to do this stuff. What do you want to do? And then you can say they can say, oh, we don't want to do this, this or this. Then we can say, what do you want to do? Tell us your plan. Here's our plan. What's your plan? And I think that's that is uh, one of the better political strategies in releasing your budget, like, you know, months mm-hmm. and months early, because. Uh, I think Sue, you, you said that it, the it's due like in October. October like first, yeah, I think, is when be. the fiscal year starts. Yeah, so yeah, it's supposed to be done by then. Uh, yeah, so like with the with the debt ceiling coming and everything like that, but like you know, they they're just like here. This is what we want to do. Are you cool with it? And they'll be like, no, screw that. And that then Biden could be like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And that yeah. kind of boxes them in because, like Mike said, they're just contrarian they just want to say like oh we don't we're mad about this okay what will make you happy oh it's yeah, hope, all bad stuff I, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I hope McCarthy wants to do the work because that's you know that's what kind of house the house oh, is supposed to do, do work. I very much doubt that uh, Speaker McCarthy is actually interested in uh, working uh, producing well it, working on something like that I mean uh coming up with a detailed plan for how to better govern the better govern the country yeah no i don't think he has any interest in that yeah i mean i I admit that's my yeah (laughs) i mean admittedly that's my cynical lefty view yeah but that's all they do anymore (laughs) they just make speeches (laughs) (laughs) i don't see them legislating that much well, and, uh, you know, and well, they and, tried to legislate something today. They're trying to do something about free speech and social media. It's 
horrifying. Hopefully it doesn't go anywhere. But, you know, that, that it, it's all Republican that introduced that today, um, actually Thursday. So that would be March 9th. Yeah. I, I I don't know they, what the bill is, but if if you think it's horrifying, I very much doubt it'll it'll get <laughs> enough Democratic votes to pass the Senate, and I very much doubt Joe Biden would sign it into law. So yeah, yeah, but it 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 you know it's but I guess all that makes it virtue to... signaling or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you said we didn't legislate, or is it in this case is it vice signaling? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. That's a new Ooh. one, vice signaling. I like that. That well, is pretty good. Thank you. But you said we didn't legislate, and there just happens to be an example from today that that went through the House. <laughs> yeah, fair you enough. Know, Thursday. And uh, the I, Protecting Speech from Government Interference Act. Yeah, it, you would think that's what it does, but you know how we are. <laughs> yeah, it so allows to make sure that. Uh, uh, you know, there's no restrictions on books at the library. Uh, <laughs> no. They did this after actually today. They also had um, the uh, a hearing. Uh, I forget which committee, but they had a committee hearing about the Twitter files. Mm, and yeah. I think this that is, was the Senate side. I think that was the Senate hearing. Am I wrong? Uh, I is, Jim, is Jim so. Jordan on the Senate or the or the Jim House? Jordan's in the House. Then it was the House. It was led by Jim Jordan. Oh, it was a House hearing. Yeah. Um, and it was the it was basically one of like their hearings on the weaponization of the government. Mm. Um, which is here we go. Yeah, I <laughs> 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 that's what I think. Um look, if there's one thing Jim Jordan knows, it's that it's important not to look away and stay silent when something bad is happening. Oh my god, Mike. <laughs> 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 I've got nothing. <laughs> Sadly, he, he yeah. it's been proven he as a coach looked the other way when some young men were getting assaulted by a, yeah. by another coach. Oh yeah. my yeah. god, that's yeah. <laughs> Mike Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Um, no prisoners. <laughs> I guess not. Oh my god. I guess not. <laughs> yeah. Uh HR yeah. 140. I'll look up what yep, the that um, was it. uh HR and 140 would it. bar federal employees from using their official off authority or influence to promote censorship or to advocate for that for that action by a third party. Employees fa found to violate the prohibition would be uh, subject to civil penalties. So censorship, as defined, is remove or suppress lawful speech from an, from an interactive computer service, add a disclaimer or other alert to lawful, to lawful speech expressed on an interactive computer service, or remove or restrict a person's access to a publicly available interactive computer service under certain conditions. So one problem yeah. with with I see with this <clears throat> measure is that, um, you know, basically it's saying, you know, law enforcement can't mess with things, um, can't tell people to take a post down of social media or whatever. Well, activities related to law enforcement would be excluded from the bill's prohibition, but agencies undertaking activities under that exclusion would be required to report to the to the Congress before taking any action. 
Um, yeah, yeah that's but... a 72 hours. So, so it would stop them in their tracks from they discovered something that was going to be an assault or, you know, it really, and they amended it. They, they were amending it, I think. So. Well, I'm just wondering but, how they get around the doctrine of qualified immunity. You know, the thing that, uh, uh, conservative justices have invented over the past 30 years, um, to like oh, basically allow law enforcement <laughs> to do whatever they like. There's a <clears throat> a case of a fellow in, I believe, Ohio, and I'm forgetting his name right now, who um, posted some, uh, made a, like a fake Facebook page for his local police department and has basically posted like, <laughs> you know, anybody who uh, wants to go out, you know, like it's it's national stay at home with your family day. So we'll be arresting anybody who goes out on the streets uh, instead of staying home with their family. You know, and, uh, you know, it was up for like a day or two. in trouble. Yeah, just because he was. <laughs> anyway, so the cops uh, raided his house and seized stuff and they arrested him. And actually, the case went to trial where it was thrown out. Um, <clears throat> but he then sued the police department. And I believe the lawsuit was dismissed on the basis of qualified immunity. So I'm not quite sure yeah. how this law would work because unless Congress, unless the Republicans mean to take away the whole idea of qualified immunity for law enforcement, it won't do anything. Right. I'm, I mean, the, this is barring federal employees. Like yeah, this that is, includes this the is, CNI, include the home, FBI. Homeland security. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All of those people. This is, they're not this all is, police. They're not all police. Well, they're, they're not all they're police. Also, I suppose that's yeah. true. Two but, things. Yeah. Um, one, qualified immunity isn't just for police. It's, we just focus on police with that. It is for state uh, employee people that are working uh, as as arms of the state. Like if you mm-hmm. were working for the, if you were working to uh, with the state <coughs> in some capacity, yeah, then you can't be sued civilly for for your actions because the the actual start of qualified immunity was actually a uh, child services representative that um, oh, yeah. screwed up their job. Right. But um, but that, that's true. You can't be sued for doing your job as a government employee. Like, yes. You, you can be fired for negligence and you can sue the state potentially. But the actual person, you know, if what you're doing what you're supposed to do at your job, you can't be sued for that. It's right. if you are doing what you're not supposed to do is is the issue, and that's where I think things go wrong. So <clears throat> the second yeah. thing is that this this uh, this doesn't have anything to do with. Um, I mean the this would this would say federal employees. This is like federal employees <laughs> can or can't do this. So there are lots of things that that uh, federal employees can and can't do, uh, or they would be fined or or. Uh, um, do like, you know, like they would, they would, there would be consequences for these things. This is, this wouldn't be qualified immunity because qualified immunity is a, is a citizen suing like, uh, someone, you know, like, like a law enforcement suing them in the, for doing their job wrong or something like that. Um, this is just restricting the actions of federal employees, which is completely something that they could do. Sure. But if the federal employees decide to just ignore this measure of Congress and act anyways, as, you know, happens from time to time, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, emergency the powers and- or whatever. 
Yeah. Or or just, you know, it's like, well, in order who's going to, you know, who's going to assess the fine? Well, another part of the executive branch. And so we just say, screw it. We're going to let we're going to let, you know, our fellow executive branch employees do this thing. And um, so at that point, going to court is sort of the remedy. It's like, well, no, the you know, Congress passed a law saying X, Y and Z. And I'm just saying, like, uh, I think a reasonable response would be, well, what about qualified immunity? So I think it's employment law. It was just like John was saying in the world. Yeah, this of doesn't law. I don't think this has anything to do with qualified immunity as as hmm. like Could right be. now. Uh, interesting uh, point. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm certainly not an expert on how federal laws interact. So but uh, we uh, we are actually at the halfway point of our show. So why don't we take a quick break, play some PSAs, promos and station IDs, and then come back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. And we are back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still doing the show with John and Sue. Uh, and you, our dear listener, thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, Sue, you actually still had uh, uh, some uh, uh, gristle to chew there on the whole question of the uh, president's proposed budget for uh, the coming year. <clears throat> and well, uh, yeah. Well, I just, I, you know, I think that he, that's his... I mean, you guys probably agree with me on this, that that's what he's planning to run on, right? That's he's laid out all his vision. Among other things, yeah. 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 And that and that means I guess that means he's planning to run, right? Is that the it yeah, seems like he is. Probably. I'm very I, excited. I think the I think the <laughs> well, I think the 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 issue is like, okay, if he doesn't run, then who will? Um you know, who 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 will be the Democratic Party's standard bearer in 2024, if not the incumbent president? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I <clears throat> I think it very likely that President Biden will run again, despite, you know, the fact that he's pretty old. Um, yep. Um, you know, and he's, uh, as I've said before, I think he's uh, actually in excellent health and uh, quite vigorous for a man of his years. And we could do a lot worse in a in a president, but um, yeah, he's he's very old, <laughs> and it's only, he's only getting older, um, so that's a bit uh, less than ideal. He'll be uh, eighty one next year, I think, which means he'd be yeah, he'll be eighty uh, this year, right? So he'd wind up leaving office at the age of eighty six or so, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which is. Um, 
you know, the same age my dad was when he died. So, okay. Um, He's retired. Yeah. Retire. I, he looks I, so I, old these days. He he's aged. You know well, he didn't look. Yeah. He he doesn't walk the same. His face face is a little differ. I don't know. He looks differ when he walks. Well, maybe so. But you know, in the end, part of the the issue that the Democrats uh, have to grapple with is we have to run somebody that a lot of Americans will want to vote for, and. Part of this, of course, is don't run horrible monsters uh, like Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. So that's that's good. Um, And you'll you'll get a certain number of people who will turn out to vote because they don't want those horrible monsters. But at the same time, you've got to uh, put forward somebody that people will affirmatively support. And. Yeah, you know, there isn't like I, I don't think there's a there's a deep amount of enthusiasm for, for Joe Biden. But I think President Biden at the same time has done a pretty decent job as president. I mean, in their year end summary, I think, you know, we, we made that point. Yeah. And uh, certainly he there are worse alternatives. And and I think this is really a key. I think if one looks back seven years ago. Um, Donald Trump uh, is possibly the most hated person, certainly in modern politics in the past hundred years, to be a major party candidate for office, to just be running and have have so many people viscerally despise him. And if he's not the well, if he's not the first, he's the second behind Hillary Clinton. Look at and, Tucker Carlson's comments this week. Yeah. Unbelievable what he was saying. He hates him. He despises oh, yeah. <clears throat> Trump. And you see pictures of them, you'd never know it. It's sort of, well, I guess he's a good actor, Tucker Carlson. So I, 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 I think that's Pritzker. pretty much the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Elliot Pritzker, the governor of Illinois? Pr- yeah, I mistook him for Republican. You guys, I don't know if it made it on the air, but it was a mistake. I I had heard a couple of things that he did, and I thought, oh, he's a Republican. So he's kind of a moderate guy. I don't know if he's, you know, in the in the lineup or not, or I don't know, Gavin Newsom. Just well, <clears throat> Elliot, uh, uh, and, Governors Pritzker and Newsom, I don't think have uh, lots of negatives out there. I don't think there's a large swath of – uh, potential voters who viscerally dislike them. And I think that is a big part of what the Democratic Party's concerns are going to be. Uh, we They want to make sure that they run someone that there there isn't a lot of widespread hate for. Maybe disdain and like, eh, Joe Biden. But does he piss people off enough that they're going to make an effort to vote against him? And I think especially because of James Comey's October surprise in 2016, there were a lot of people who turned out to vote against Hillary Clinton um, enough so that it it counterbalanced the number of people who turned out to vote against Donald Trump. Um, Whereas in 2020, uh, you know, there's Joe Biden won by even more votes than Hillary Clinton did. And uh, 
I think that's because lots of people were like, eh, Joe Biden's fine. You know, mm. they didn't feel the need to go out and <clears throat> and pull the lever against him. Um, or, or even we're willing to pull it for him. And so, yeah. And, and I think that's a, that's a strong consideration for why they'll want to run, have president Biden run again in 2024. Um, and then maybe talk him into resigning around 2026 so that, uh, whoever, you know, they, whoever's the vice president maybe can be, uh, sort of conditioned or groomed and rolled out to sort of take over, you know, run for 2028 or something. You know, so assuming we're still ha having elections and, uh, 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 you know, a country still exists in those times. So, yeah. So what were you going to say? So just between us guys, you know, just just talking to each other. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Between, between us gals. <laughs> between us yeah. and the, you know, thousands of people listening. The and the fence post. The lamppost. Yeah. And the lamppost, fence post. Yeah, the um, lamppost just you, has big mouth. Are you pleased that at least some of those <clears throat> yep. people are gone from the FBI, like Comey? I mean, uh, sure. I'm not a huge fan of uh, Mr. Comey, but uh, specifically, I'm 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 disappointed with Mr. Comey because <clears throat> um, he. He he really went out of his way to make make the rules up as he went along. If he'd stuck to, I'm going to keep my mouth shut, you know, like we don't when we decide not to prosecute, we don't talk about it. We just don't yep. do it. If he'd done that, that would have been OK. Uh, if he'd left it alone, uh, even after he did do that press conference about uh, Senator Clinton uh, and called her careless. That would have been okay, but he took it upon himself to bring the whole issue up like 10 days before the election, and he did so in, you know, to just say like, oh, we're going to look into it again. Oh, but there's nothing. And it's like, okay, you know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, well, I just thought I'd get you to acknowledge that at least there was one guy in the FBI that needed to go. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Why would there to, be I, there are I, multiple people I, that need to go in the FBI? I don't want to yeah. stand up and and toot the FBI's horn too much here. Like there's a, I think there's definitely a role to be played for professional law enforcement in our society. Uh, so something like the FBI uh, is something we're gonna need, but the actual FBI has a frankly horrifying history. Um, and Mr. Comey, uh, Mr. Comey was no J. Edgar Hoover, but, um, you know, he was, uh, he didn't have the legs for it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> He's too tall. Really? That's the issue. You know, well, like, and there's, there's like really finding a frock that would really suit him properly. It's just, that's just <laughs> tough. You know, I mean, they don't, they don't make couture for that, with that kind of frame in mind. So never anyway. mind high heels and size 13. Right. I, I, you know, <laughs> I, you know, we're I, making I'm fun of him because of, he was a horrible monster. I just want to, I just want to put that yeah. out there. Um, James Comey wasn't a horrible monster. He's I'm just talking kind of about Jagger Hoover. Oh, Hoover was <laughs> yeah. a monster. Yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 If you if you if you like wearing like nice clothes, you know, I like, go with God. Good for you. You know, <clears throat> I'm not gonna yuck you. Yeah, because we're if not you're, anti, like a horrible um, monster that like assassinates people. I'm gonna make fun of you. 
So, you know, I'm just going to I just want to put that out there. That's the problem with J. Edgar Hoover wasn't uh, his drag, uh, his reputed cross dressing. His his. his, Yeah, yeah. that's that's the story anyways. But like, you know, I'm not trying to slam drag, you know, like, fine, if you wanted to, to 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 do private drag or, you know, dressing fine, whatever, yeah, what like, but you know, Tennessee somebody, or whatever. right. But, but as someone who used the power of the FBI for decades to, uh, uh, hunt down and persecute, uh, people who were gay and, you know, uh, and otherwise part of the whole sort of queer spectrum, just, you know, yeah, you can go to hell, you know. Anyway, it's like <laughs> uh that I think there are there like I don't even I can't even list anybody, but it's a law enforcement agency. There are clearly people that should be like kicked out of the FBI. Like it like well, you there have to be. <laughs> you heard recently that DOJ was trying to get them to to go get the confidential documents at Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. and the FBI actually resisted. That come out pretty clearly. Well, they said there were a bunch of reasons, but basically I think it was one, he was an ex-president. Two, they thought it would ruin their careers. That, you know, that would be the end of their career at the FBI. But they were very resistant. That's what took so long. That's what You mean they were resistant to, uh, to get a search warrant and then execute it? Yep, yep. Oh, yep. okay. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's been sort of in the press recently. And it's, you know, it's interesting because you do kind of want them to be a little conservative, but the evidence was so clear that there was, there were still documents there. Yeah. It's, it, it makes you, it's sort of like, you know how that try, was it Murdoch that was just tried and, and convicted? In South Carolina? Yeah. 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 Murdering mm-hmm. his, his family. You know, they took the death penalty off the, off the um, charges because they knew they couldn't get it. He's such a famous and wealthy guy. You know, that speaks volumes to, you know, the differential treatment Mm -hmm. of people. Because if you're so powerful and famous that they couldn't execute you, then the death penalty is not, is, is not, uh, that should, it's yet another reason why the death penalty is, is terrible and we should get rid of it. As we, and, uh, I completely agree. Would, yeah, <laughs> as we were talking about last, uh, we we aired a, uh, a an, an encore presentation of our uh, our conversation about about the death penalty about capital punishment last week, um, and that's exactly what you said, Mike. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm nothing if not consistent. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> just. You were so close. But you, we were going <laughs> to start ragging on <laughs> tripped on the threshold. Who, who dragged? But you guys were telling me about, I didn't see this on CPAC, and I I recorded a lot of it. I didn't get all of it. You, but you um, didn't see Michael Knowles' speech. No, no. Speaking of trashing people who are different and transgendered, and you know, yeah, cross dressing. Yeah. Well, he yeah. he he said transgenderism must be eradicated from public life entirely. Yep. And I just, uh, as many other people have pointed out, if he'd said, you know, homosexuality must be eliminated from public life entirely, or, you know, homosexualism or Judaism or, you know, Afrocentrism or something like that, it's like, oh, okay. 
yeah. Zorian Astron is in his, um, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> screw them or something like that. That's it's, it's so like the only reason well, that he could say something it, like that is Muslims, because, yeah. Yeah. The only yeah. thing, the only reason he could say something like that is because, you know, um, the Republicans don't like that's their thing now. I actually was listening to a conversation on, on, I think NPR, uh, and they were saying that, um, wasn't that, doesn't matter. Uh, basically, this person was saying, um, the, like, the, the, nobody, they're, they're, nobody's talking about, um, gay people anymore. Like the Republican Party, like yes. they were so mad, oh, so mad, yeah. you know. And now they, they now gay people are boring. So now they've moved yeah. on to trans people. Like that means they don't care. It doesn't matter to them because uh, gay gay rights are still a thing, and they're not all pissed off still. So that clearly means that it wasn't that important to them. Well, and I think the people to whom it truly was something important realize that at the moment they've lost this fight. So they're trying to sort of regroup by going after trans people because they feel like, well, you know, if we can if we can demonize trans people, we might be able to split off a lot of gay people who, you know, would otherwise stand up to us. And, uh, you know, because they're like, it it, it does work. (laughs) I had a I had an extensive yeah, I had an extensive discussion on t- on Twitter just the other day with someone who was, you know, like uh, uh, I'm a lesbian and I believe strongly, you know, in 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 gay rights or whatever. And I'm like, so why are you saying that trans people are, you know, why why do you you know dislike trans people? And she's just like, well, I just it's not that I dislike them, but I just don't see that there's any connection between, uh, you know rights for trans people and rights for me like whatever like they have nothing oh, to do with that interesting and it's like fine. yeah and it's like okay and that that was before this Mr. Knowles gave his speech at CPAC or <clears throat> the following day when at the hotel across the street uh Nick Fuentes uh said absolutely I 100% agree with him and um we can't stop there we've got to get rid of uh well you know wokeism and stuff like that and uh and of course you know and he said ultimately we have to get rid of the jews so you know this is all this is all just you know it 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 it, uh, you always say i go godwin too quickly genre but this literally is (laughs) recycled nazi propaganda i mean it it just is I mean, Literally. in this case, it's not really going a lot, Godwin, because it's uh, um, because Nick Fuentes is a literal white supremacist. Yeah, like he's a yeah. Nazi. He's yeah. he's an actual Nazi. So, or okay, white, then. I'm sorry, white supremacist. I don't know if he actually like has a Nazi flag or tattoo or something. I bet he does. The jerk. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, it's it's just. Uh, I bet that person donates to like the LGB alliance or something. Uh, the person I was talking to on Twitter. Yes, I believe they do. Oh my but. God. I called it. I called it. The LGB alliance is I think an organization in uh, the UK. Uh, and yes. they are mm-hmm. all about uh, gay rights and how uh, trans people 
uh, screw that up, and they don't like them. They're, they're, they're so mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they they, they are spe- they are the specific hell? sorts of people. Very specific kinds of people. Yes, I keep forgetting my my catchphrase, my new catchphrase from this year. Specific kinds of people. Well, <laughs> we'll keep reminding very, you. Thank you. Very specific. Very specific kinds of people. This is even more specific, really. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's an awful lot of people that spend a lot of time. Making other people really trying to make sure that they're other and they, they really don't want them in their group. And I kind of, I kind of understand it because I can remember some of the older lesbians who really, they, you know, they felt that they'd lived through something and that they had a culture, which is very definable if you happen to be a member of that community. Mm -hmm. And they don't want anybody else horning in on it. You know, it's, it's an interesting thing. And it, I think a lot of, a lot of groups do that. Um, black people, a, a lot, lot of black of, people think that about, about the gay rights movement. Yeah. Yeah. The other, you know, we're, we, we may share a few things, but don't, but don't be reaching into my stuff, you know, and I understand it. If there's not enough to go around, you know, it's, it, it's like if you're on a lifeboat, and you think another person's going to sink it, you know, you can, you can understand the human sure. response, you know, and how you diffuse that. I do not know because that is, it is going on so much right now. And I see it from the other side in the Valley, you know, just people that are so I'll call them not woke, but politically correct. Um, that have a lot of trouble with other people's speech and ideas. And I think you guys heard about that, event that happened at River Valley. I think it was River Valley. May not have been River Valley, but somebody who had um uh bumper stickers on their truck that was very provocative. And they 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 got the police there and asked them not to ever come back to, you know, the grocery store. Might have been a different grocery store. But you know, it's that it's that your your bumper stickers so offend me. I don't really want you parking your car on my street. And I don't know what you do with that. What did I the understand. bumper stickers say? I mean, you know, um, it's the whole it, private property argument, but sure, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think they said, and I didn't get this firsthand, they said something like, you know, if this was 1933, would you just look the other way? But it was more provocative than that. It was about, you know, being Nazis and stuff, and it offended people. It really did offend people, I gather. So, and a lot of the emails went around on some of the community email um, chains about this horrible person and they have these bumper stickers and, you know, it's, it's like other, it, it's like we we're so intolerant of people and I understand not wanting to associate that's perfectly, you know, you can associate with whomever you want to associate with, but in public, you know, in a, in a, in a parking lot outside of Walmart or somewhere it just it's it it's kind of tough here in the valley i think there is a bit of you know your other and we you know we're we're better than you or we you know we don't want you, your kind around here it's well, it's it's a pressure sure though i i do i must clarify of course that 
as a card carrying Democrat, you know, I am better than you, Sue. I mean, you know, I, 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 I hate to say it. It sounds immodest, but you know, as a person who has, has lived here the, their entire lives, uh, yes. without like not moving away, not just, just, just staying here. Right. Um, totally uh-huh. indoctrinated. Okay. We got no, it. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm embedded deep within the, yes, <laughs> the people in the Valley have huge egos, huge. That's just part of the culture. Uh, it comes, part of it is because, uh, everybody, like there's like a very high, um, amount of like highly educated people and a, a very high amount of people that know they're highly educated um <laughs> that stay around here but uh yeah the 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 whole thing like Amherst um where the where only the H is silent have you seen these bump those those bumper stickers yes god just <sighs> stop but <laughs> it's but yeah um the, the people's egos around here are huge i mean the the thing is that with those with with that situation i would want to know like exactly what, what that bumper sticker said um and see i wouldn't what, care they could say whatever they want <laughs> no see if it was like uh er, like if it was like eradicate people or something then i would have an issue with that like if it was what if it said i don't know something what if it said hitler was right you know you'd be like uh wow what a Mm, yeah. Or it was just a big 88. Well, that's a more subtle, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, I'm saying like the, the it What's like there are cuz that's a ham that's a ham signal. That means love and kisses. 88. God, eight, eight, uh, you know, 8, eight is eight, the yeah, eight, 8th letter of the alphabet is H. So H H 88 is Heil Hitler. It's yeah. a it's oh. a You've seen the West okay. Wing, Sue. This is a thing that gets mentioned by the Secret Service at one point <laughs> when they're talking yeah. about protecting the president from white supremacist violence. Well, I'm <laughs> in uh, season in ham, one, I in, think. In ham radio world, eighty-eight means love and kisses. I mean, so These yeah, this tears. is different now. Um, yeah. Okay. There's a, or if the bumper sticker said fifteen words or something like that. Fourteen. Like, words. They, it really depends, huh? Fourteen. Fourteen. Excuse me, but mm-hmm. um. If uh, it really depends on what what the thing said, honestly, like there are things that if if they this person was parked in the, in a in a parking lot and shopping in the same place, and I I walked out and I saw something like horribly offensive, then yeah, I would say like, dude, what the hell? You know, I would say I would I would like if it was bad enough that I thought it would be dangerous. Then You'd I would say something. Then yeah. I'd say something. Yeah, exactly. And to some people, that might not. Um, it might not be dangerous to them. But like, you have to balance a uh, feeling of safety, especially in a co-op environment uh, where everybody is like part owner of the of the market. It's not like stop and shop, you know. Um, mm. So there's a there's a different there's a different set of rules for something like that, like social rules for something like that. But I do think, I do think, hold on, hold on, hold on. I do think that if it was just a conservative bumper sticker, then yeah, they flew off the handle. Yeah. 
it really depends on what they say on, on what it says if it was over the top then that would be one thing if it was like a blue lives matter sticker then i would be like the hell is wrong with you but whatever i don't you know. Well, the more the more speech is good, but I never want to go to an organization where they think they can tell me what I have on my bumper sticker. I just don't want to go there. I, I think free well, speech for people is absolute in this country. Well, so but that's l- me. Fortunately, uh, they agree with you. They're not saying you can't have that on your car. They're just saying that if so long as you have that on your car, you can't come onto their private property. So it all works or out. it's public street. Well, it's public accommodation. It's not private property. It's a public spot. Well, you uh, know, you're just like park your park your car someplace else. Yeah, boy, I don't agree with you guys at all. I'm not it's saying I agree with you. I agree with you, though. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I... Unless, like, it's saying, like, I, I wish I still had slaves. Then, like, you know, like, if it's just a conservative idiot, then just... Let him shop. Yeah. Who cares? You know, like I care, but like, you don't kick them off for having a tr- like a "Make America Great Again" sticker. Well, like, settle down. Yeah, you know. You know. Well, I, I mean, it's it is the the whole you know private property versus public speech uh, argument, um, which uh, we could talk about some more. But the music's been playing for a little bit, so I think we should. Oh uh, uh, yeah, wrap I'm this the one up. that played it. Even so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I blame you. Jacques. Anyway, uh, I'm afraid we're going to have to wrap it up here for tonight for Civil Politics. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10, and then OK Asia at midnight. Uh, we have a repeat broadcast Monday at 4 p.m., and the podcast will be out tomorrow morning. But that'll do for now. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.